bad car crash right outside. Oh, on Wilshire here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's disorienting. Yep. But you saw the car crash. The guy, the guy peeled up. They saw a car crash, though. You saw a car crash, you were saying. Uh, you heard the... Oh, you didn't see it, though. You heard it, though. Did you actually see the aftermath? It was right by Dynasty Typewriter. Welcome to the show, by the way. Really? We're in. Yeah, it was right by Dynasty Typewriter, right around by that restaurant we ate at. Like, someone had sped around the corner and just whacked into a car. An ambulance came, but I just think it's because someone called. Yeah. Got a, a, they're panicky people out here. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah. They got a response, first responders. TV back on. You know. So how did you glad to get out of the house? Is this your first time out? Out since the last time you were. Well, you went to the farmers market today. Yeah, I went to the farmer. Today's my that? social day. What's the vibe of that? What's the farmers market vibe? It's you get in and you get out. <laughs> you you get in. It's like you know. It's like ten to fifteen minutes, and you just get your you get your eight items, and then you are out. You know. So I got my eggs. I went to Whole Foods, and they were only allowing like eight people in at a time. And they have the marks. Yeah. Out, like, is there a line yeah. with the marks outside of the door, yes. six well, feet apart and shit? Well, I mean, it's an it's an open air farmers market, so obviously farmers market tend to be that way. Uh, they, um, but they had it all they had it all taped out and stuff. You know, it was the same vendors, but it's about half the number of vendors. There's a woman there who sells really good fresh fish. It's expensive, but it's good. And, and when you eat like one of those fillets, it's like a meal. You know, I mean, it's like twelve bucks, fifteen bucks, but it's like a meal. You know, you, you can get like two meals out of it, you know, so it's good. But she wasn't there Got today. those fish with the eyes that are still looking at you? You know, it's been filleted. Usually they, they have a little small business going there, you know, and, and they sell some pretty good fish. It's a bit overpriced, but it's good. It's not as good as eating a walleye fresh out of a lake in northern Minnesota or in Ontario. That's incredible. That's that, so specific to it, someone who's lived in. <laughs> it's, a, it's so good. It literally, it's like lobster. When you catch it and then you fillet it and like you eat it, it was alive ten minutes earlier. It's really fucking good. Like it's really good. Got a little say yes to the dress, Atlanta. I love how they just go to different cities <laughs> and just like do a reality uh, show. Because well, in Atlanta, they really love weddings. You, oh, if, of course, if you're not it's the like South. that Southern Bell shit. If you're not married by the time you're 26, you're like an old cat. Head. Oh, I'm sure they would look at me and think I'm the biggest fucking weirdo on the planet Earth. You know. So here we go. We start at channel two. This is where we break everything doesn't down. Doesn't mean their lives are good. You know, think of the pressure. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. These are good. They're going to make all their men miserable. And they're going to be unhappy, too, but they don't realize it, you know? Then, then southern problems happen, you know? Then they start cheating on each other. So it, I feel like the south, and then I also feel like Texas. Things get weird. You know, like... The, <laughs> do, you know about, do you know about the prom <laughs> shit in Texas? Oh, pro, oh prom is... Or homecoming, they got like big headdresses they wear. It's not headdresses, they're mums. Mums. Like Chris Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's gaudy. They like it gaudy in Texas. You know. 
don't like if you don't if you don't have mums for homecoming, you're like a freak. You're like an outcast. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you know, there's certain like I never liked that when I was younger. So I never went to homecoming. I never went to prom. I I, I just didn't. I did not list. like the traditions of it. Is that kind of isn't that weird? I mean, I, you know, I I didn't. I didn't go it. to any dances. I, I was like, this is dumb. I think I went to one, maybe. I, I don't even recall. I really don't At know. first, it was like the punk rock, fuck dances. Like the, I'm yeah. not gonna. Comp- but then I really was just. I ended up being a loser. Well, I mean, maybe that was part of my thing too. I didn't want to admit it. I just thought I just didn't. I didn't like a lot of the couples. I was thinking about that today. Like young couples when they very first start dating and you don't know how to handle things and like these dramatic fights and stuff that I thought were just, I didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. I thought it was dumb, you know? Got an old Saints-Packer game on TV here. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, you hate the Packers. Yes, I, I, I detest. You, you know what I discovered, dude? What I discovered? What? This has been great the past two days on TV. Good, deep TV. I have Roku, a Roku, you know, Roku stick. So I have like the NFL app. I got a Wall Street Journal app. I have the NHL app. I, I've never turned it on once, ever. I'm like, I'm going to turn the NHL app on. They have a segment called Centennial because it was uh, 2017 was the 100-year anniversary of the of NHL. Hockey, yeah. It's top 100 players. And they have like a three- to five-minute segment on like Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr. There's a lot of the Flyers. Well, Bobby Clark is on there. Guys, I remember like Guy Lafleur. When I was a kid, Guy Lafleur was a great hockey player. But to me... The old dudes are fucking hilarious. Ted Lindsay, these these old hot toe Blake, they these bizarre hockey names. It's incredible. The guy Turk Voda, I think Turk was a Turk Voda was, any, like, was in- a goaltender, and like these stories they told and how they played and the ice they played on. It was crazy. Like it was so low budget. I mean, it was like work and, and the, the mythology they have of hockey players in Canada. It was a Canadian production. Is the same as like Americans have for baseball oh, players. Yeah. Like. The, and it always ends with, and he's a hell of a guy, too. He'd do anything for you. He'd tell you the best barber to go to. He'd tell you the good mechanic to go to. Like, they're just regular guys. It's hilarious. I watched this documentary. It's like a Ken Burns baseball documentary, but about hockey. Oh, yeah. And in Canada, they had, they, the government passed this thing where it was government mandated that every town in Canada had to have a hockey rink. <laughs> so the government funded a hockey rink in every town in Canada. Yeah, if you go in, like if you go into this day, if, they have, if you go to small towns like I've been to like Saskatchewan and stuff, they all town have 18, hockey rinks. 1800 people, there'll be a rink that holds basically 1200 people. Like everyone goes to it. Yeah. You know, it's like obviously the government knows we got to here's our bread and circus. We we got to do hockey. That's what we're going to do. But I mean it's I also loved watching the guys in the 70s and the 80s. You know, because it was like I don't know, just something about the way that's the first exposure I had to the sport and how much it's changed from then. Even from the 90s, it's changed. It was a much more physical sport, even in the 90s. And in the 70s, it was these guys were criminals. Bobby Clark should have been put in jail. And well, that is the truth. Also, wasn't he also like a goal scorer? Didn't he also score like 50 goals? Oh, a he year? won the Hart Trophy a couple of times as the MVP. I mean, for three years, the Flyers went to the cut. They won it two years in a row, then they got swept by the Canadians. But Bobby Clark was a great player. He was also the guy who played for the 72 Canadian team that took a step and broke the Russian guy's ankle in the middle of a game. Just oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, and, and like, and, and that was I the don't Russian. Remember it, but I've yeah, seen yeah, it. yeah. I've seen the story. I, I, I don't remember it because I was too young. But the point is, he was that type of guy. He was a complete thug. He'd do any. It's like you know, you're breaking someone's bones. Like you should do some time. Isn't that assault and battery? 
I mean, th- th- that's like Here, a crime, and Watch it's allowed. Oh, th- yeah, this is a good one. They, they've been doing a lot of early Bond. I watched a little Dr. No. I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. Well, Dr. No is one of those Raiders of the Lost Ark movies where it's just called Dr. No. Like, it's not called James Bond. Like, yeah. you know how all the other movies have, yeah. like, some sort of James Bond in the Ian title. Ian Fleming, yeah, exactly, yeah, yes. It, it, it literally was just... It was um, its own movie. Yeah, and then it was so popular that they were like, well, let's do all of them. Yeah, yeah, let's do a franchise. They, they, uh, it was funny, I, I saw, I read an article on Deadline Hollywood. There's a book that's been released. It's talking about 1962. It was saying 1962 was actually one of the best years in, in movies history. And it was Dr. No came out that year, but it was also Lawrence of Arabia was out that year, too. And there's also another classic that was like... When did, like... like uh, Lawrence of Arabia is great. I don't know if you've ever seen Lawrence of Arabia. No. It, it, it's slow. I've seen the Ten Commandments. Oh. It's slow, but David Lean directed, who directed Bridge of the River Kwai. He directed uh, um, uh, Dr. Zhivago, but his high watermark is... is uh, is uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia is great. It's, a gr- it's one of the best movies ever made. I'm telling you. It's I, this like is art. the uh, beginning of a lot of tropes where it's the laser slowly going to his dog. <laughs> exactly. They were the masters of the slow death. They he's tied the to the table death. and he's got the... Basically everything Austin Powers made fun of. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Austin Powers totally takes the piss out of early Bond. That being said, you gotta be... I mean, my first Bond, I don't remember Sean Connery. It was Roger Moore. Roger Moore is my first... You don't remember Roger Moore's Bond? A little bit. I remember That was from TV, though. Well, there was a guy before Pierce Brosnan that was bad, right? Yeah, Tim Dalton. Timothy Dalton was for two years. But I pretty much know Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that's your your Bond. Yeah. Well, it definitely got... they they upped the image of it when they got him on. It, it became a little, and they made it more like a better action what, type Pierce movie. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, it, it definitely took a leap. Yeah, he's just not a very, he's not like a suave guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I just didn't believe that, him of yeah. like this smooth fucking dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, more Connery has like, a little more of that, right? It more it? seemed like, <laughs> like it's he. He's to me is always his character in Mrs. Doubtfire, where he's like the boyfriend, <laughs> Sally Field's boyfriend. <laughs> Like Robin Williams is the real Bond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I didn't like the any of the only good thing that came from the Pierce Brosnan fucking Bonds is the Golden Eye video game. Golden Eye. Remember that was Tina Turner. Golden Golden Finger. Remember Golden Eye. Those songs were ridiculous. The the first Bond movie that I remember seeing in the theater, I remember actually seeing in the th- going to a Bond movie was For Your Eyes Only. In 1981. 1981 was a good summer for movies. I think I've talked about it before. Wasn't that, didn't you say the Odyssey came out and No, shit? no, the, the Clash of the Titans. The original Clash I of hate the Titans. Cl- I think we've talked about how I hate Clash of the Titans. When I was a kid, I had the choice. I got out of Maryland basketball camp. You and probably you chose Clash of the Titans. My mom was like, you can either see Raiders of a Lost Ark or Clash of the Titans. And I chose Clash of the Titans. Why? I, I did not regret that decision. I it's an, loved well, the Clash of the again, Titans. Well, because, again, like we talked about, it's... I. I was 12 years well, old. Those were the effects. There were, yeah, I came up with so many other better movies. Like well, by well the better, time it looks better, looks better. No, there was a, Burgess Meredith was in it, okay? <laughs> there was acting going on. Burgess Meredith was I'm not gonna a defend, good actor. I'm going to defend, he was great as Mickey. Burgess Meredith's a totally good character actor. I mean, actor. but it, Mickey's great, but it's not like Burgess Meredith nailed it. They just had him go on and talk. <laughs> You're not something rock. Like a, <laughs> That relationship? Literally anyone who screamed at Sly Stallone would have got famous. (laughs) Any old man. Ed Asner could have been fucking... I I bet you he was up for it. I bet you you Asner was too expensive. 
because Asner was making that Mary Tyler Moore money at that time. Might still. have even been young. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore was a fucking phenomenon. Ted Knight, like it literally is fucking Mick. <laughs> Goldfinger's a good yeah we're watching so obviously everyone's watching a lot of TV right now because I'm going deep into like again the top 100 players of the NHL is the thing I've discovered the past two days that I've loved it's been great I've been watching so many you know Bobby Hull is on there old Blackhawks Tony Esposito Tony he really o. does want to fuck everything that's oh dude l- listen he, he's a complete like womanizer I mean yeah you know I mean we're talking about James Bond. We're Absolutely. That was all part real. of it. That was all part. I mean, this was like, you know, I, I didn't get exposure to pornography like you guys who can I'm get it everywhere. Go this s- was like close to porn in my eyes. I'm going to go <laughs> have sex with the pilot, James. Oh, look at that jet. Look oh, that's awesome. That you can almost see the I strings. Love it. I just love like it. A object floating. Oh, come on, a woman flying a plane? Of course. I think, well, that's pussy galore. Isn't that who it is? I think so. Maude don't Adams. They, don't they paint her gold? And she supposedly I think she, suffocates. Yeah, she dies because of it. It's not. It's a myth. It's not true. Well, yeah, here we go. Here's oh, it, it, here, here it, the legend is like he's going ethnic now. By the way, Connery's going after the uh, yeah. Asian, the Asian who's serving everyone. Oh, you know, making her, <laughs> you know, giving her drinks and stuff. By the way, I, I have to admit it to this day, to be able to fly in a private jet would be pretty baller. It'd be pretty cool, you know. It's the only small plane I'll fly on. <laughs> Those little single end, like the Kennedy. Oh, I've done like those, that. man. I've done that. When I when I flew to Belize, the little puddle jumper from they Belize call them. City to to well, Key Conquer. There's no major airports in Belize. Yeah, so you just and it was like eight people in the plane. Ten where did you people? fly to? Where did you fly to and from? Like where did you? What Chicago major to Houston, Houston to Belize City, then Belize City to Key Conquer, which was maybe a half an hour. Flight. So would you flew two small planes. Like from no, 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 no. From Houston to Belize City was a you know it was a normal seven uh, was seven thirty seven. Yeah. Know? Seven thirty-seven again. Chicago. It was just a normal plane. I just had to fly it. So, but but the small one, the small one was yeah. I don't particularly like those. And it was like we landed on like a strip. <laughs> I mean, it was like you know, it's it, it was like How a little bit of black. Was it a flight? How long of? A... Well, the flight. I guess it was probably twenty-seven minutes in the little tiny death plane. Yeah, yeah. So you're in it for a little while. You know, but you had to go out. I had to fly about. I don't know how far that was. Probably sixty miles or something like that. Maybe. So. To, to, to get to that key. That's not that fast if you're doing the math. Yeah, it's not. I mean, your plane it's probably 100. Your plane was going like 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. It's probably, you probably it, it, survived maybe, that crash. Was it 27 minutes? Was it 27 minutes? Maybe I could be wrong. I, I, I don't know. I'm probably he's off loading his shoe gun. I like that. I mean, they, they had a little, you know, it was gadgets. That was all part of the angle, man. But they all, you know. The, 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 Inspector with, Gadget. <laughs> ba, da, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. Why is he shaving now? Well, because, you know, he's getting ready to. Make love. He's gonna right. make, is see, he just trying to like throw her off because he knows she's spying on? Yeah, him? yeah, exactly. Gonna throw this Asian demptress <laughs> off. I, I, Did you ever hear the interview with Barbara Walters where he says it's okay? Where he talks about how he slaps women from time to time. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Connery made a comeback with The Untouchables. He won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for The Untouchables, and then he had a comeback. He didn't. He does not look. He's one of those guys where like he doesn't look the same now at all. He aged horrendously. Yeah. Well, I think he pretty much like back then. I'm sure he was hitting the bottle. I mean, come on. It's a '60s actor. You hit the bottle. I love that about actors back then. Women. Everyone was a drunk. Ava Gardner, big old drunk. Alicia and I were watching Star Trek, and she was like, "Who? Which? What's the character that?" 
uh, William Shatner plays. And I was like, that's him. That's Captain Kirk. And she was like, get the fuck out of here. Because yeah. like, he doesn't look the same. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, he's also gained. I mean, he's 100 pounds heavier. You know, he's just fat. Look, we got the beginning of Ace Ventura. What were you doing in 94? This was a hot year for me oh. because Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask came out all in the same year. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. This 1993-4 was a massive calendar year oh yeah for him yeah oh, oh yeah well, th- that's when he broke through i didn't really because i didn't watch living color i to be honest with keith i didn't watch a lot of tv and didn't go to i mean i went to some movies back then I, to be I, honest, I didn't like him i don't I like black people I, I i didn't i wasn't as big of a fan of his but I've, i appreciate him a lot more now i mean he's a, he's a good comedic actor I liked fire marshal bill that was you know, a good character oh well that was because he would curl his lips up it's the only that's that was that it's weird how sketches have those little Fire Marshal Bill wasn't funny outside of the fact that he would put his lips real high into his yep. teeth where he looked yep. like a skeleton. Yeah. And then he would just yell at people. He was literally a fire marshal. Yeah. And that was the thing. Yeah. My name is Bill and I'm a fire marshal. <laughs> and he would say that. He made such a career on just faces. Like, even oh, yeah. if you watch Ace Ventura, it's just like, all right, now this scene, he's going to make this face. Yeah, and he's, he's mugging. Gonna... You know what I mean? He knows. You know, he knew. He knew where his talent lie. Is that Matt Millen playing an executive? Yeah, is that maybe. Howard Schnellenberger? This is also back when it was still called Joe Robbie Stadium. <laughs> they also murder football history in this. Because in this, Ray Finkel misses the kick against the 49ers, and they say the Dolphins lost by one point because of Ray Finkel's missed kick. And I was like, that's actually inaccurate. The Dolphins got fucking blown out in the 84 Super Bowl yeah. by the 49ers. Yeah, they got handled. Absolutely got handled. And then they go, and then in this they go to the Super Bowl again against the Eagles, and it's like 1994 or something like that. <laughs> Which who was 94? That was Redskins Bills, right? No, no, 94 was uh, uh, Chargers Niners. Yes, yeah. So it was because I mean I, I I was in San Francisco that weekend, and I flew back to Chicago. I went there for a work conference. I had to fly back, you know, from SF. The SF. You know. I got to, I remember coming out here in my 20s. It was just interesting. I don't see things in the same way. Things aren't as fresh as they used to be. Things aren't as new, Keith. I've, I'm in the autumn of my years. Well, last time you lived out here, it was, was, a it very was probably good just the Hollywood parts, and then the rest was the hood. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, it's the truth. I, mean, I, I lived on Franklin, Franklin and uh, Tamarind, next to Birds, where the uh, you know, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater was there. Like it was still there. You know, it, there was a um, they're still the bourgeois there. Pig. They're still there, not paying yeah. performers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, I lived right in that spot. You wouldn't go south of Franklin. You didn't go. You didn't go south of Suns- Sunset in Hollywood. When you went through Hollywood on Sunset in Hollywood, it was a strong police presence. I mean, the strongest police presence I had ever seen anywhere. You know, I mean, there would be literally fifty cops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like over that six block area. Fifty cops just out. Picking up hookers, you know, and, and selling wait, drugs. Yeah, I, the streetwalker thing was a little more popular then too. I don't, I don't know where that crap is. You, you, know? you were in the perfect horror periods. Tell you like, what, they, they even still when had you lived them. in Wicker Park, it oh, was mad horror yes. t- territories. I, you and Monty used to pick up streetwalkers. I'd pick up streetwalkers for crying out loud, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and to be honest with you, I honestly, I would drive right, down North that. Avenue. Monty used to pick up streetwalkers. <laughs> he doesn't listen. But but just with uh, with. Uh, I would drive down North Avenue. And North Avenue was like, again, Gene Hackman picked up a stripper there, or a stripper, a hooker. 
I mean, they were street walkers. You and tell like the, I, I, but I didn't really notice it. I don't know why I didn't notice it. I also find when a woman dresses like truly whore like like that, it's pretty gross. It bums me out. Yeah. Like dress a little better, you know. And I'm, you know, listen, I like your body and all. Listen, I'm heterosexual, but Jesus Christ, I mean, I remember seeing. You would see guys come down like that. That was back when, like, uh, if you were in a rural county in Illinois, you had a different colored license plate. It was a red license plate. And you'd see guys drive driving in their trucks on North Avenue all the time, coming in, I'm sure, from their small town, being like, well, I ain't getting any over here. I got to go into the big city. You know, and you so see that's Crocious's answer to sex work. Just try not to look so much like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> no, my answer is it should be legal and regulated is what it should be. There should be a red light district. Yeah, regulate it. Make them pretty. You know, well, no, but just also make people get, they get, you know, go to the, do go some, to the doctor and stuff. To make get their, them do the to thing. To get their parts figured out, you know, make them their do the, parts. <laughs> make them do the thing that Gina Davis had to do in, uh, in a league of their own where they make them go to fucking like woman's school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had like, yeah, they, they make them wear books. <laughs> walk with books on their heads and shit yeah isn't that amazing that that, that, that those like those sort of training grounds existed you know sip and oh Oh my god the the women who run them they must be the most uptight women on the planet earth i mean literally like so tense like it's just sad to me that's where they teach you what like a salad fork is and shit, right? Well, and I'm sure, like, certain, I mean, you know, it's certain domestic skills, I'm sure, you yeah. know, are in there, which is, keeping, you know. Keeping a lover. No. How but, to obey your husband. I think it's more, you know, listen, I, I don't, I'm not against, I mean, I consider myself pretty open and, and for the most part, I don't, you know, the whole feminist thing, I, I, I understand a lot of it. I get it. You know what I mean? It's like, I think a lot of women like being domestic, too. I know women who I think are totally independent and smart I was who watching, like being a mom. You know, and I don't... I was watching this It's little, not exclusive. It's been created like, it's looking down on you. No, it's like, I also know women who are in their career are miserable and, I, and vice versa. Go I ahead. was watching this show on Netflix called The English Game, and it was about like the 1800s when soccer got professionalized. And you could tell how like held down women were because it's such a big slam. There's moments in the documentary where the men are being like assholes and a couple of the women characters just finally, they're like, well, I think you're being an oaf too. And everybody's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like it was such an offense to just for the wife to like, she just went against her off. husband to her husband. Yeah. Like, are you going to smack her? Yeah. I'll hold it down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think women got not. Again, but then they're also gentlemen. They they stand up when the women excuse themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's certain ways yeah. of behaving too. Like, <laughs> go on, stand up. I'm going to go beat my wife. Let's excuse her. It's, you know, I, I think I've talked about it before on this show. Second wave feminism versus third wave feminism, and I feel I'm in a, a unique position to talk about third wave feminism because my mom was the president of her now chapter for three years from 1979 to 1981 in second wave feminism and i got my teeth cut going to protest for the equal rights amendment i wore a green shirt we had a eras bumper sticker i got exposed to it you know and the thing my mom the issue she was dealing with Second wave feminism, what was different about than third wave feminism is second wave feminism was dealing with their father issues because like all of their fathers came back from the Second World War. Baywatch featuring The Rock. (laughs) They all came back from the Second World War and were just awful men. I mean, like just mean. I mean, like, I mean, my mom got the shit kicked out of her. You know, that's what that's what you did to your kids. I mean, knocked him around in the 50s. I mean, she got knocked around. My dad used to give me you know? some like head smacks. Like he'd slap me on the head. I had a few times, but not, but not much. Not much. I deserved it, though. 
you know, it, it's sometimes it, you're being yeah. Sometimes you're being a retard. Crumptious. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. I actually think there's some tr- I, I, a certain level of corporal punishment. That was a big adjustment for me. I maybe I've talked about it on the show before. I, I, I won't lose my point about second wave Ooh, feminism, third Huckabee. wave feminism, second wave feminism. So I think my mom. It was a, a lot of women who were dealing with that, like men truly being difficult assholes. Dude, you know? Huckabee is on like local access TBN and, and, and like battered women shelters. Like that was a big thing. My mom was a, a supporter of the first battered woman shelter was in 1973. Here we go, Crow. You know what I mean? And this was 1979. This is only six years later. Like a battered woman shelter was like hoping the, the the lock on your bathroom door worked. You know, so and then you wouldn't be able to kick the door in. You know, it's like that crap was real. I feel like that's a very tangible thing that was that's necessary and. and and now there's thousands of them across the country as well there should be that that's a real step in the right direction at a very practical level we got Sven Gulian. when I look at third wave feminism I think but the, you know something the big issue then too and still the issue now is the pay the pay issue is still the issue that, that, that that's still a and that's why the equal rights amendment I'm looking forward to seeing that is it a Netflix series coming out where uh, um, what's her face plays Phyllis Schlafly uh, uh, the one the Kate Blanchett Kate Blanchett plays and, and like uh, what's her face? Gabriel uh, Rose Byrne plays Gloria Steinem. Elizabeth Banks is in it. But there, there's a lot of good actors and actors, you know. And, and it's all about the ERA movement and the Equal Rights Amendment. The Equal Rights Amendment was gonna—they thought it was gonna pass for Holy sure. Holy Christ! Off just off the muted sound. What the fuck is this commercial about? Are we are we sponsoring grown adults? Oof. No. Oh, it, it's, it's the hungry. Yeah. It's, yeah. But anyway. Uh, oh, these are like legit j- ghetto Jewish people. Exactly in the ten year period, exactly, and it's like, and my and Reagan's election was fundamental. That was fun, and Reagan was the only presidential candidate who didn't support the ERA. There were other Republican candidates supported it. You know, it, it was really like that. That was the real, like the real hard right, really rearing its head. Didn't the IRA like car bomb people? Well, that was the, the ERA, the Equal oh, Rights okay. Amendment, not the IRA. It was at the same time. Man, wow. You know, but anyway, I, <laughs> but I feel like I'm in a position when I look at third wave feminism and the things that, that I think are legitimate, the, the pay things, a legitimate complaint. The pay thing is definitely a legitimate complaint. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting about the third wave feminism to me, there was definitely the angle in the second wave feminism about women being objectified and sexualized. That was definitely a, a thing, uh, you know, in the 70s, there was kind of a, a divide with that. But I think now third wave feminism has grown up where pornography is so fucking accessible. Yeah. That that it's just become, it, it's sort of, I, I think it's, that's had an impact, you know, uh, on kind of, yeah, but there's, not there's a reaction porn. to it. Excuse me? Porn's probably made it to where so many pedophiles don't have to be pedophiles. No, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying it's just you don't a actually thing. It's have, just a thing. You don't actually you know? have to try and sleep with your sister now. You could just watch a video <laughs> of someone else sleeping with acting their sister. Acting it. Yeah, acting out. God. I, the, the access to pornography, and I think that that is affected because the, the sexual harassment thing, I think, is still a thing. But I don't... I, when I look back on what... <laughs> Let's watch the Being Smothers in the 80s and the 70s hour. and 80s, it's not this... I don't know. Look I, at old I'm not Smothers a woman. Brothers. I'm not it? a woman. So I, I don't know what it's like to be. Were the Smothers Brothers edgy when you were like a kid? Were they Listen, like I'm going to make my point here, okay? Don't plow over it. There's you know? fucking things about watching TV. That's what our podcast yeah, is about. We, the Smothers Brothers, no, I never watched you them. You went on the same tangent two weeks ago. <laughs> I know, and I'm going off on it again because I want to figure <laughs> some stuff out here. You know? He wants to work through some things. You know, it's just interesting. It's an observation, you know? But... Uh, I think a lot of men are pussies now. That's actually my true belief too. But 
that's my angle you know i gotta you know what the fuck is this for? I, yeah, this is, are the we're best. watching commercials now. These infomercials. Well, I'm so, trying to hang on for Sven Gulli because Sven Gulli's on. Predator. Pop Predator on. It's the very end. Is it TV Predator? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. That's yeah. what's on. <laughs> it's at commercial too. And they all put their commercials on at the same time. It's yep. for ratings. They know. They know what they're doing. They know the timing of it all. They figured it out. The system has figured it out. Massacre How to River. squeeze every dollar. God, we're going to maximize everything. For what end? <laughs> we got Alice here. This is a classic TV show. I remember Alice. Yeah, this is where Flo comes from. Yep. And Kiss my Vic, grits, Vic Tabak. Bitch. Oh, this is, yeah, it's just Polly Holiday had left. This was like early 80s Alice. They had upped it a little bit. Mm. This show was on for seven fucking years. Didn't Flo get her own show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Polly Holiday had a spinoff. Kiss my grits. She had a spinoff for like a year, went nowhere, but she was still. She's dead now. She's like the the dingy. Come on, dingy. Vic Tabak had no problem getting a paycheck on this show. He's like, <laughs> I have no. He was in episodes of Star of Star Trek. The Paul Lind. Show. Oh, dude, we are gonna pop that on for sure, man. <laughs> so here's how we'll Absolutely. probably plan it out. We'll we'll take a break at like eight twenty. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll watch the Paul Lynn show. Well, Paul Lynn's at nine, so yeah. we got to go on for a little bit because it's, okay. it's only eight. Well, that's what I'm right saying. Now. We can take a break in seven minutes, and then we'll fucking smoke up. We'll, we'll make out a little bit, and then we'll. I just actually went in and figured out all the channels I get. Wow! Got this Columbo. We got some Columbo with fucking. We've had a lot of time on our hands. Oh, of course. Men I mean, not. Hey, I, 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 what, I mean, I, I, when I work, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read some. I've been writing. I've been I've been I've been editing a lot this week. Which Look, is good. who is that? Is that it's old boy from Men in Black? What's his name? Oh, Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Wow. This isn't a, a Columbo movie. Yeah, yeah. This was like you know you got a little feather in your cap when you did a Columbo movie. It was like you know it was a decent you know made for TV movie. My buddy Matt Dwyer says that she's got he's got a friend who's on the healthcare healthcare front who's on the front lines. She says, get sick now because your chances will be better because in three months we could be have a, have a collapse of healthcare. You know, there you go. Which is uh, here's Sven Gulli. We fucking got some disturbing. Fester <laughs> Adams shit going on. This is what I like about Sven Gulli is you don't know what the fuck movie is playing. You just have to judge it because they just pop random shit on. Sven Gulli was done by the time you were a kid, right? Like, wasn't it rerunning? I, I don't even. What I used to watch was Creature Feature in Iowa in the Probably late seventies. Probably the 70s. same thing. Sven They put like a cheap horror movie on from the fifties. So do you know about Sven Gulli? Well, wasn't it like a host? No, what was it again? So it's the guy who, uh, it's the guy who owns WCIU Channel Twenty Six. Oh yeah, yeah. His dad was the OG Sven Gulli. It's just this dude who paints himself up like a ghoul, <laughs> and he hosts like monster movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then his son does it. That's the Sven Gulli I know. And then now, since like MeTV bought all that, so now it's on MeTV. So like in between the commercials, he'll go out and do like his sketches. He always has a rubber chicken and shit. God, it's amazing. There's a market for this. It's hilarious. Well, and it's it's like territory wrestling. Like every region oh, has, yeah. has their own Sven Gulli. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, their yeah. own like like Bozo the Clown was a Chicago thing, but everyone's got their little local clown show. That they I remember Bozo when I was in D.C. Bozo made it into Channel well, Five. It was, was the end w, of yeah WGN. WGN too. had that big of a presence. You know, they were a big big TV station. You know. And that's all being turned into the Cubs network, which is <laughs> launching in a terrible year. Uh, Good yeah. for them. I Good mean, for it's them. Still, it's it's it exists right now. The Marquee Sports Network. Yeah, it's it's Marquis of the scoreboard outside. Jesus That's why Christ. it's the Marquee Sports Network. God. 
They have, man, that team is just corporate out, man. I mean, dude, I I'm not complaining because they are going to rake in that TV cash. Yeah, they will. Well, we'll see. They're gonna, I have, mean, do- they're gonna have Dodger money. Th- well, th- there ain't gonna be a season this year, my friend. Well, it's not about how many people. It's the money they got for the cable packages. Like it's the money that yeah. the well, companies yeah, but... pay for the package. Like they've already made a shitload of money off the networking. There is debt that they're gonna owe. That's gonna be. It's. It, uh, this this says. I mean, it, well, they already said it's not good, like through May. It's done. Like, so- oh, yeah, the soccer season. has come out and said that they're not starting till at least June. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we, we had a pool at my job. I guess June 8th is the soonest we'll be back at work. Some people were saying May. I was like, no, no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I don't th- I don't think, you know, here we can talk about this is your feminism. We'll watch some woman fail to get a birth certificate and trek across the lands. What's this about? <laughs> a Dominican-born woman of Haitian descent is left stateless when the Dominican Republic reverses its birthright citizenship law, which also sparks an eruption of racial and political violence. There you go. Well, you know, you got you got to manage people. You know, that's what you have to do. I love how she's wearing a Toronto Blue Jays hat. Well, the DR man, the DR is a big. Pro- I mean, the oh, Blue Jays just, go to the DR all the time. Well, and they just get random sports gear. You know, this is where all the like the they're wearing Buffalo Bill Super Bowl <laughs> champion yeah, T-shirts. Exactly. Shit. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I mean, yeah, she's actually counseling them on something. Yeah, exactly. She's trying to keep these people out. Well, maybe she's giving some legal advice, you know. But yeah, it, it just uh, I don't know. Yeah. God, Smothers Brothers comedy hours on. Yeah, that, but uh, Steve Martin wrote for the Smothers Brothers yeah, in the so late did, uh, 60s. Uh, Mel Brooks did too. And, and the Super Dave Osborne. Yeah. You know? I think we mentioned it that there was like one of the the writing team for this was like all like... Uh, uh, Mash, the other guy? Larry who's the, Gelbert. Who's the fucking... Uh, well, Sid Caesar show. That was one of the... Woody Allen. Uh, Reiner, Rob Reiner. Or Carl, Carl Reiner. Reiner. Yeah, th- th- that was a Sid Caesar show. was the, the famous one of the early 60s. And then Dave, uh, f- uh, Super Dave Osborne's brother. Who's uh, Mel or uh, Albert Brooks? Albert Brooks, yeah. Because Super Dave, Super Dave Osborne wrote actually for the Smothers Brothers too. Well, and their name, last name is Einstein, so that's why he's Albert Brooks because he didn't want to be Albert Einstein. Yeah, <laughs> that would be terrible. Their dad yeah. died at a roast in the middle of a roast joke. He had a heart attack. Yeah, he's he laughing was, so hard. He, he played like this famous Greek character, like. <laughs> Something it was like this weird Greek name, but he was like a character bit player, and he was doing a joke. And You're not like, confusing with Telly Savalas, are you? No, it's okay. <laughs> something Zorba the Greek, Platypachylacus, or some <laughs> shit like that. I read it. In I this love like book. other like ethnic jokes like that back in the day. Like Italians yeah. were still sort of ethnic in yeah. the '70s, you know. Was, oh, dude, back then it was totally fine if you were just like my wop dago neighbor. Uh, like, exactly, it, it was totally fine. It, it's like cause it's it's funny. You know, Italians being hairy, greasy, <laughs> like that was all just fair game. Did you? Did, it's hilarious, man. Ruth Bussey's whole gimmick was that she was ugly, but she was actually an attractive lady. That's, that's hilarious. But she ugly down and hit people with her purse, and people were like, "Oh, look at this ugly broad." Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Out. She's an ugly woman. You know, yeah. we gotta have that place. You know, it's like barroom body humor. It's hilarious. But WC so- Fields made a career off of disliking children and being a drunk, and he was the comedic star. Like, you ever see some of his movies? They're actually kind of funny. Do you see some of them? The, the, no. the, he, he was the original, like Rodney Dangerfield. If, if you look at him, you can totally see he's kind of. I like W.C. Fields movies. They're actually, I mean, they're a bit hokey, but you know, some there's some funny moments in it. I've never seen W.C. Fields, or I've never seen uh, B- 
Buster Keaton. I've never seen. I've never seen a Buster shit. Keaton movie. We've seen a, a Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah, I saw the Dictator. Dictator yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's like because that's the one he talks. That's also like, and that's it's supposed to be his masterpiece. You know, you know, he was in Chicago for a couple of years. We talked they about that on the show before. They're but, all they all were connected by the mob. Yeah, <laughs> they all worked for the mob. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch. Uh, what's the uh, the Paul? I was a huge Paul Lynn fan. Yeah, that's coming on it because there were only three actors who were gay who were allowed to be gay in Hollywood in the seventies. Well, people didn't acknowledge it. Well, yeah, I mean, was, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he didn't. I mean, he Paul Lind. He's a that Paul Lind. He's a bachelor. <laughs> Rip Taylor, and then Charles Nelson Riley. Those yeah. are the three gay men that were Charles Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley played Itchy in All Dogs Go to Heaven, or wow. no, he played Carface or one of the other ones. <laughs> you know. Well, what was he saying? <laughs> I think I could be confusing him with Paul Lind. Paul Lind. No, that's was, Charles Nelson Riley. You got it right. Because I thought, you know, but uh, Paul Lind was, you know, I, I thought I'm combining Paul Lind. With Charles Nelson Yeah, I think Riley. I am. But it's kind of the same cadence, it's right? It's the same cadence. You know. It's that old, like, sassy gay wasp. <laughs> I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just making witty comments and being a drunk. You know, having a miserable... Oh, you think of how bad their lives were, man. I mean, seriously. I think of how See, bad See, there's Sven Gulli. Yeah, exactly. Look Do you know who worked on Sven Gulli was uh, Josh Cheney did some work on Sven Gulli. Really? For him, yeah. Like, maybe this is like back with doing elevated shows in 01. <laughs> I've been seeing him a lot. He's been on these commercials for the NHL Top 100 Players. Like, they always have these uh, sling commercials, and, you know, and he's always on them. But yeah, I think it was... Nice. It was it's, it's a uh, non-union gig. <laughs> got American Ninja Warrior. Look at that. I got it. Is that a black guy? I don't know, man. I, I thought it was like a Orson Welles. We're yeah. watching a little bit of Citizen Kane here or something. But by the way, you know what's a great old movie of that era? Uh, it's a little later than Citizen Kane, but it's uh, Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter's great. Robert Mitchum's great. I've never. Oh, I've seen. Yeah. The Love and Hate. You I've know, heard that. Tattooed. Yeah. Didn't it's, Robert Mitchum play De Niro's character? Wasn't he the original? Fucking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Cape Fear. In Cape Fear. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he was a. And that's why. I mean, in Night of the Hunter, he's a creepy character. Like, if you watch it, it's like this is a pretty good movie. It came, I think it came out in fifty seven. You know, it also is a good movie. It's not nearly as old, but it's like an older is fucking. Uh, what's the old Red Dragon Night Hunter? Oh, 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 yeah, a Manhunter. Manhunter. In 86. That movie's fucking good, dude. And fucking... Michael Mann directed that. Yeah, he did. That scene where he's flaming on fire, like going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, The wheelchair guy. Yeah, I remember, yeah, that was a that was put a Huckabee big... on the religious channel. He's got his show. Jesus Christ. Literally, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let's donate. Let's get with Christ. This, this is... I, I wonder if that will start happening. When the death becomes so mass... That Mass there's like religion, there's like the, 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 the kind of the religion thing, you know, like, like well, you know, we're here we go. But like you know, we I'm, could riff through some Empire Strikes Back. Oh. Here, watch Dak and the boys Jesus. fight through some fucking at ass. I, I don't mean to be. Can you turn that light off back there, man? Is it okay? Or, yeah. or do you need it? Because I, yeah, I, I want to. Because I'm getting a glare on the television set. I remember seeing this in the theater. This, I mean, that uh, it felt like I was on a roller coaster. Ah, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. It felt like I was on a roller coaster when I watched this scene. Like that's how that's how powerful it was. Dak, I want to bang my sister. What do I do? This is—I mean—I was so you know I, I bring it up every episode. Carrie Fisher was that a universal though when you found out they were brother and sister? Were you kind of like oh? Like, that's I, I was. Gross. The effect of Vader admitting that he was his father 
was like a moment in cinema. It just burnt into my head as an 11 year old well, boy. And like, it was oh true, my fucking God. It was a true cliffhanger too because I had the benefit of just having Return of the Jedi to watch. Yeah. Like yeah. I never had to wait for a Star Wars until the prequels came out. God. Well, and I think that's why people my age didn't, even though we knew they were bad, that's what we loved about them is like, oh, these are our movies. Like we have to wait for them and they only come out once every two years or whatever the fuck. Like yeah. it felt like, oh, these are these are our Star Wars movies. What what what, what, what was? The like Phantom Menace oh, and God, Attack of the so Clones. So fucking bad. Uh, so fucking Revenge bad. of the Sith isn't Sith bad. Sith is, is okay. There's actually some moments in it. But they it, should have made one and two one movie. And then Revenge of the Sith should have been the second one, and then they should have had an entire movie with him as Darth Vader, a young Darth Vader, to like, set yeah, up yeah. the fourth one. Yeah, because you're taught it ended like a fucking Frankenstein movie. No, oh yeah. god, it was it was like come on, you know. I mean, it was uh, it was so bad. It was so bad. It has to be insane working for George Lucas because he's so into his world. Yeah, where, like the actors are like, so George, on this take, do I have to go through this door? And he's just like, actually, it's a pod. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. Yeah, no. So like, they have to roll their eyes and be like, "Do I have to go through the pod, George?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just so stupid and autistic. creates his yeah creates his nope, own. You gotta of, call it a pod, or you're fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what also is fun is the guy who plays Chewbacca is actually saying lines. And yeah, then, and then and they then have in, to react to and them. And then yeah. in post, they added the... What, what, that's so what when, Darth Vader was. You so know, you hear his Han's, voice. Come on, here. Yeah, he had this well, nasally no, British voice. It's, you know? a, it's a South African guy. Oh. So it's he sounds like this. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Take them over there. I want them alive. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. There is actually yep. footage of the real dude. David Prowse is his name. He's yep. a South African bodybuilder. Yeah, because he was like six, seven. He was yeah. a big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was, was a little black. He was black? Like, he, well, he was South African. Oh, so he had, he had some South color? African. Interesting. Yeah, but the whole, uh, I mean, I mean, th- this, I mean, seeing this movie, for the, I saw it opening night, and I was, I mean, it was just exhilarating. I saw it opening night, too, but on the reruns. I, I used to have, I used to have the, the uh, I, I, I had the poster of this episode in, in my bedroom when I was 11 years old. I had the poster of the. The Hoth scene? The, the, not, not the Death Star, but what was the the battleships that the, that the Empire had? That's what I had up on my wall because it was oh, such a bad. Oh, like the fleet? The, the, yeah, the that, big ones. Exactly. Yeah. That was like, you know, because I thought those were pretty badass ships. And I was into, I was also, I had a Darth Vader like, uh, I had a TIE fighter, Darth Vader, one of those. I got that when I was like, uh, I was a little too old for that, I think. <laughs> But I, but I remember it, it was because uh, I liked his little ship. ship. I liked his ship, you know. I just watched WrestleMania before you came here. Of so course, so yeah, you're nerding out. I get it. For three hours, I zoomed with other humans. I, I get it, man. This was like cutting edge too. The, the effects. It looks so robotic now because it was. It was literally fucking. It was puppetry. Puppetry was well. What's great about and it's like a widely known thing, but they had to invent stuff to make this movie. Yeah, like a lot of the effects, they were like, "We can't do this because there's nothing." They had to like invent computers to make yeah. the effects that George Lucas wanted to do. Yeah. Like they invent, they on accident invent invented the Pixar computer yeah. during these. Jesus. And then like one day, George Lucas sold Disney the Pixar computer. And that's how the company Pixar like that. Yeah. That was people don't know that that's a part of his fortune too. like yeah. George Lucas had a piece of Pixar because he sold him the technology. Yeah. 
So like he got money off all of those early Pixar movies. Yeah, he made money hand over fist on this shit. He, he cashed was the first the person. He was the first person person in one single swoop to double his net worth. He was worth four billion dollars, and he sold Star Wars for four billion. And so he just yeah, it's so he eight. doubled. Yeah. He went to eight billion like that, and then he gave it all away. He gave away all yeah. the money he made from the Disney sale. He literally gave every penny of it away because yeah. he already had four billion dollars. Yeah, he's just like yeah, you know, I, I don't need it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I just you know. I don't know. It, it's ridiculous that I had this much money. It's all that t- that he had that toy money. Well, the thing about it too, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go he into it. He smartly took the the back end. He created the back end deal where he they yeah. they stiffed him on the salary, and he was like, "All right, but let me get a percentage of these toys." And they're just like, "All right, no one yeah. will buy your stupid toys." Yeah, yeah. Little, he got the last laugh on them, man. Good Hollywood just well, got the last laugh. Well, that's also part of <laughs> why the movies dropped down because. Then they realized, like, oh, look how f- you have to start making characters that we can make toys out of. Yeah. So, like, that's the Ewoks. And well, he lost like that. again. Th- that, that's actually because I actually liked his watching. Too. I, 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 I liked Return of the Jedi. I mean, I, I, the fr- like you were getting older. Though, I was. Right? I was fourteen, and, and I uh, and I liked the sequence when they go into the redwood forest. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good scene. There's still good tension with the Vader and and Skywalker, and you know it's, but the Ewok when, when the Ewok planet the. The guy who plays Leprechaun is one of the Ewoks. Oh, God. They'll just, you know, you make a planet of teddy bears. I was like, this is bad. They're so cute. I, I love the job of the hot sequences. I think you know, that, 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 that thing in the sand that would gobble people up, that weird, like, you know, I mean, I like that sequence. Boba Fett was in there. There's some good stuff in there, I think. Man. Ewok and any any good nerd. This is this is not this has been said on a million nerd podcasts, I'm sure, but that was the moment people of my age when they knew they weren't that into Star Wars anymore. That's when you knew it was Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because it was just like I mean, it was still entertaining, but well, it, it wasn't like when you the, were a kid where it just like blew you away. And then they had know? the Ewok cartoons and the Christmas special. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. That watch was that late crap. '80s. You were yeah, like way yeah, into I sports. Was, I was also in college and, you know, trying to chase some tail. Well, that's what I realized because yesterday I was watching Cub games and I was legitimately trying to remember, like, what's the first baseball season I remember? And I remember being, like, aware of sports. But for most of my my first, like, the first six years of my life, it was all, I didn't really watch sports. Yeah. Like, I really thought about it and, like, football was on the most so i remember that the earliest yes of course but to be quite like 96 1996 was the first like team of cubs that i could like name off the top of my head wow like ray sanchez fucking yeah grace dunston fucking yeah, they still had uh, dunston and grace yeah it was the, and then sandberg had come back yeah. Scott Service just joined the team. The catcher uh fucking randy myers was pitching for them yeah. uh Tappany wasn't on the team yet. Wow. But like, because I kind of remember the 93 Cubs. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, I didn't really fuck with sports that much. I just yeah. remember them being around. But you were like nine, which makes sense. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, yeah, because you were born in 87, right? Yeah. So you would have been nine years old. That's the perfect age to start getting into it. I, today, one thing, I, I got a text from a friend of mine. He said, you got to turn on Fox Sports 1. They're showing this week in baseball from the 70s. That's great. So I popped it on, and I remember fucking watching a couple of those goddamn episodes. It was July, the July 26th week. They, they, every Saturday they would do it this week in baseball. Were you still around for when 
Home Run Derby was the TV show? No, no, I, I did not. This week in baseball, that and the baseball bunch were two baseball themed the shows. Baseball bunch. Yeah, Tommy Lasorda used to. That, that was more like the kids, like, hey, it's happy and goofy. This week in baseball was more of like a, a serious, like you got highlights. You didn't get highlights yeah. if you didn't. If you were in your, in your local market, you didn't get highlights. So you would see like the A's, and they 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 had an A's Tiger series, and the Tigers jumped him in that series, and and they showed like John Walkenfuss hitting home runs, like guys who were. Just to- I mean, completely obscure guys that I remember well. That's a great. Like, I remember well. Name. That's up there with Tim Biakabatuka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Walkenfuss, Eric Soderholm. He pitched, actually played for the uh, for the t- uh, Twins. More famous one, but Brett Saberhagen. Well, Saberhagen was good in '85. See, they also like the, the Royals were a great team. They focused on a Royals Yankees series in 1980. They had one from 1979. They had one episode from '80. I watched both of them. The one from '80 was Kiki good. Kiki Kyler. Uh, Kiki, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a twenties guy. No, yeah, they, they had a uh, like uh, uh, other names I hadn't thought. John Lowenstein was a player for the for the Orioles. Benny Ayala, Ken Singleton, because the Orioles were playing well. Steve Stone won the Cy Young that year. He won twenty five games. Well, didn't he have just like a twelve six curveball that he just threw every pitch? Yeah, well, I, I talked about before. He threw seventy five percent curveballs that year and ruined his career. He was never the same pitcher. He pitched a couple years, and then he was just damaged goods. He couldn't pitch. He ruined his arm. Didn't he only play for like 10 years? Well, he played probably for eight, maybe nine. He came up, I think, in the Giants organization. And he played for the Sox. He played for the White Sox. I know he's only announced for teams he's played for. I think you're right. Uh, uh, well, uh, he, but he didn't play for the Cubs. I think he did for like a season. He might have actually. You're right. He might have. I think I'm wrong. I apologize. For like the, I think his final year was like on the Cubs. But he, the Cubs but he, always get the, <laughs> the Cubs always get good players when they're not when good. they're totally washed up. Yeah. That's when they get them. We're gonna get. We'll squeeze one more we'll year get, out of you. We'll you get know? the last five years of Andre Dawson. <laughs> well, he was. We won the MVP in '87. If Andre Dawson played on the Cubs his whole career, he hits 700 home runs. Yeah, they 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 showed a lot of Expos highlights. I was watching it in Olympic Stadium. That team was loaded, and that turf. Rusty Staub. Rusty Staub was actually a, by that time by the late '80s, late late '70s, he was a DH for like the, for the Rangers. He's gay. Rusty Stop was Stop? gay. Look yeah. at that. Well, his name is Rusty. You know? <laughs> he became a restaurateur. You know, what that, the that fuck was his thing. What does that mean? He just goes to restaurants? Well, no, he, he, ran, he was like a chef and oh. ran a restaurant in New York City because he actually played for the, uh, for the Mets for a while, too. I'm a restaurateur. You know, like, like turning, your, turning your athlete name into being a restaurant. Jack Dempsey. You know, that's what he did. He was the first guy to really do that, I think. Where he, I mean, Jack Dempsey was a successful. I mean, Jack Dempsey was a restaurant for like fifty years in Manhattan, and he actually like was part of it. I think he actually was. He would show up. Like he actually worked on the business. You know, that, that was like a successful sports bar. You know, you'd go there and get a steak and some prime rib. It was like man meals. You know, I was thinking because I'm reading this Cubs book, <clears throat> and they talk about how it's in the late twenties, early thirties that they document, and it's when the NFL was still in its infancy. So yeah. they bring up how the Bears had just moved from Decatur and they like shocked people by like getting this big stadium contract and they play in Wrigley Field too. Yeah. And then they go, the Cubs and all the, like they go and watch the Jack Tunney Dempsey fight at, in Soldier Field. Yeah. And they talk about how like, can you believe 83,000 people are here to watch this? Yeah. And it yeah. just made me think how like, most NFL stadiums are eighty thousand people now. Like probably that's more in the that's 60s. that's average. Well, but the the, it's not the Colts and the Bears have sixty thousand seaters, yeah. and they're at the tail end of the yeah. 
attendance. Yeah. Like the the I think the Redskins and the Chiefs have the most seats. Uh, why why I think I think the Cowboys probably do too. I think yeah. the Cowboys can seat like 91,000. FedEx Field in Wash and Landover Maryland is like 95,000 yeah. seats or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's pretty big. I was in love with Carrie Fisher. You have to understand. I mean, I was literally Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I she just, was like cuz she was always attractive. She got a little rugged at the end. Yeah. But like she was cute in this oh absolutely like you want to date her like she's i always compare her to like early danica patrick early danica patrick was like not only like she, it was she's a hot you know she's a little bit like to a little bit like a young natalie portman too, yeah. a little bit like, go ahead she's like you you want like young adam crocious probably wanted to marry carrie Fisher. oh like not there's even no just probably like attractive that that was the case I, like, I mean you wanted to bring her home and meet your mother yeah and like, like this is i mean i was infatuated in love with her i yeah. was I mean, she was, it had a big impact on me. I mean, I remember it. Her death was a kind of a big deal to me. I, like, I had shit. that, but it was a different famous chick every year. Like I was telling her, Candace Parker was on TV, the WNBA girl. Yeah. And I remember, I was like, dude, I had such a crush on Candace Parker. Like when she joined the WNBA. Because <laughs> honestly, to me, most of those WNBA girls are not attractive. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, they're, they're, if you're, if, if you're six, five, Chances are you're a Rebecca Lobo looking bitch. Yeah, yeah. You, you, and yeah, it, it yeah. just, I remember it being like a novelty of like, wow, like she's really pretty. Yeah, and yeah. Like and like six four, seven six foot eight. two. <laughs> like that's so rare. Yeah, yeah. We, she, yeah, there's definitely a an evolution has occurred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the species has taken a step in the right direction. <laughs> it's just, you no, know, seriously, man. You know, it, it's like something's happened, you know? Because like even though she was a badass, like. Cheryl Miller was not graceful. Like yeah. she, she was awkward and gawky. Yeah, sometimes tall women are. Cheryl you know? Miller could have went to finishing school. She probably could have benefited from that. I mean, this was like the Yoda thing. I mean, I was just into this story. There was, it was just. What well, it was, was dark too. It took place all in space. It's Absolutely, never, it's never daylight. Absolutely, man. No, it, it, it's a. Uh, I. I mean, it's a perfect second. Did act. you like our the this little shit like R two and stuff oh, like that? I, it it could do no wrong in my eyes, Keith. It could do no wrong. Even now, like, is there stuff you're like, oh, this is a little stupid? I had that picture right there. There you go. I had that ship on my on my. It's on my so bedroom. funny how these graphics too were probably just melting your brain. It, it, it was beyond cutting edge. That's the big thing people it was say. Beyond cutting is, edge, and I still can't grasp it. But they say because in the opening, the opening scene of the first movie is the words a long time ago, and then yeah. the scroll comes, and then it just pans down and you see the ship come out of the corner yes yeah and people just say that that moment when you see that ship come out yeah like, it literally it was breathtaking it takes your it took it was breathtaking yeah absolutely i mean it was just it was like just seeing the planet it was it just it was like, like oh my god that's what space looks like and it just it looked nothing had looked like that before i mean it was a true breakthrough in terms of the the, the visuals of a movie you know i mean the original because you look at it now star wars looks dated it but, looks but, like garbage what we're watching is trash oh no but the, the, this is this actually i think is still aged moderately it's well only, yeah but it's only aged well because it's a really good movie yeah like if you take it for the pieces like it looks like toys flying through a, well, a it's definitely in puppetry and models yeah. were that that was dominant you know cuz even in return of the jedi you could see they're getting a little more uh, it's more computerized 
Oh yeah, absolutely, like it, absolutely. They started yeah. doing it a little better because even from the first one to this, there's a jump in technology. Absolutely. Because what was the first one? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. This, this was eighty-four. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was eighty, and then eighty-three was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, no, there's no doubt about it. the computer technology started to take off in the eighties. There's absolutely no doubt about it. That was a true change. Yeah. Well, do you want a break, and then we'll get into the Paul yes. show? Yes, yes, so absolutely. We'll smoke. But, we got... but I'll tell you, this has been good to see Empire Strikes Back. It's given me a shot of energy. There it's you a go. good thing. Because, I mean, this whole idea of going through the asteroid belt, you know, I mean, that, that that's a How cool... can they go through that belt? You go through the radiate, the Van Allen belt. There's no way that they could have took this footage through the Van Allen belt. Now I'm giving you fucking no, oh, there's God. no moon conspiracies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, sure, there's no moon. That's the reason why this planet you know evolved what, the way it did. It's because it had a what, moon. Though? I'm willing to, the one thing I'll give the moon landing conspiracy is I'm willing to give you that the one we saw was fake but i think it's because they couldn't they just were like well we did it but we lost the footage so let's just replicate it Uh, it was real it happened because we went several times after and also the space race was part of the cold war it is steeped in the cold war that's it was a legitimate thing that happened people don't that that that, that's a perspective of someone who didn't grow up during the cold war they don't understand the cold war i even tell conspiracy theorists i'm like i'll give you the first one I'm like, but we went like eight times after that. <laughs> they like, had other missions. I will you know? give you that the first one was fake. But <laughs> well, that's what went. Capricorn One was. Capricorn One was that the, the, they faked the moon landing. You know, OJ said this was like I felt like I was on a roller coaster. Oh, when ride. they fly through the planet, it's just like I mean, like, and, and then you find out, the, it's, and then you find out it's not a planet; yeah, it's a worm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like. This was. I mean, this whole sequence here. Also, and this is another thing you have to remember. This is the one with better graphics. Yes. So they looked, my dad, I think I've told you this before, my dad uh, came up, he got a house right when cable came out. Like yeah. It, so he would literally just put on movie channels and put in a blank VHS. Yeah, yeah, and record them. And hit record yep. all day. Absolutely. And then, so he had all the Star Wars on one tape, and I remember watching them like 10 years ago, popping them in and watching them, and it looks bad, dude. Like, yeah. really unwatchable. Well, technology. I mean, they've touched this up right yeah. now, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, they needed to. Yeah. It looks, they've been remastered. The original ones look like toys flying around. It, God, it's so laughable. So good when I was a kid. Well, who cares if it was? Well, but that's the thing. No. Pe- people complain that like... Creature from the Black Lagoon still But scary. that's the thing, but people... Yeah, but it still holds up, but people look at it like, look at this old, stupid, antiquated movie. Yeah. I guarantee you, people are like, why did he remake Star Wars? You, you'd be glad he remade them. Because if he would have left it like it was, you would look back at it like, look at this ridiculous fucking movie. Yeah. He needed to clean it up for it to last. Yeah. Yeah. And with that note, let's get, let's yeah, smoke exactly. drugs. Yeah, exactly. There we go. All right. We're here taking a break. Just going to do a little housekeeping. Thanks for listening. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Um... If you want to follow us on social media, I am at Keith Pazel. That is K-E-I-T-H-P-A-E-S-E-L on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're 80 and still follow podcasts on Facebook, uh, Adam is uh, at Insecure Comic on Twitter. Uh, That is his Twitter handle and his personality. Uh, He is at Adam Crocious on Instagram. Um, And then uh, same thing on Facebook because he's 80. And he fucks with Facebook extremely hard. 
Um, yeah, and then follow my YouTube channel. This is Keith Pazel. It's got my stand-up special from a couple years ago on there. Uh, every episode of this podcast and my comic book podcast that I do with my other buddy, Kevin Hogan. So get into that. And it's got a bunch of other goodies on there, clips and whatnot. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted to get out. Uh, me and Crocious have smoked and we've pissed and decompressed. We're going to get back to this episode. All right, it's we're gonna. Good good. <coughs> All right, we're back here. I like espionage. But no, I mean like it's grounded in a, in a downbeat reality that was 70s, 70s cinema. All right, we got two minutes. We're getting to an end of an episode of Alice. Vic Dabick. There's some sort of alien dancing around. That's like shooting out This cum. is when they were really trying shit out on TV. This is when everybody was... Ju- this is after Fonzie jumped the shark. Everybody yeah. had to fucking try shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I've told you before. I think I've said before on the show about my jump the shark. My, my watching that episode, this is what happened during that episode for me. It, it was when uh, my father admitted to my brother and I that he, he and my mom were divorcing. During the Jump the Shark episode? Yeah, yeah, I was watching it, and he's like, I got to say something to you guys. And he, he started getting kind of, emo- he got emotional. Did he tell you as no. Fonzie was in the air over the sharks? Uh, it was, it was dur- no, no, but it was like during that episode, it absolutely was. Did it ruin it for you? No, what, what I, I associated them together. I just imagine you know? Crocious being like, Adam, boys, I got it. And you're just like, up, 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 yeah, yeah. putting your finger up. Can, <laughs> Dad, come on. Can you wait until yeah. Fonzie's done jumping the sharks? Because I, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. Because I was eight years old. And you're cr- kind of clued out, right? Well, yeah, you're probably just like, okay. Like, you probably don't know it's a bad thing. You're yeah, just like, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just what, how it's going to be now. You did know? they tell you? Did he say, like, all right, I'm moving out, too? Well, yeah. Well, well, uh, my mom had bought a house that he co-signed for. Uh, that she owned until 05, bought it for 38000 bucks, sold it for $300,000. did you get a piece of that when she yes. passed away? Yes. It's a good chunk of money. A little chunk of money from that. There so you go. She parlayed that into other real estate. This is a woman who, when she... This is, look at the Paul Lind. <laughs> oh, this is like a sitcom. I thought this was going to be like a late night type show. Look, my briefcases, my oh, papers. Oh, I'm going to work oh, on the God. papers. This happens all the time. <laughs> You know, he went to Northwestern. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was a theater guy at Northwestern like in the late 40s, Does early 50s. Does he have girlfriends 50s. on this show? Oh, he's married. He plays a father. Oh, that's tremendous. Elizabeth Allen. Look at that fucking... Oh, my back's aching from having sex with women. <laughs> if they only knew. <laughs> I, oh. I got... I, I, does he make like a like a... It's him being a klutz. Oh, he's just constantly fucking falling over falling and shit. Falling over, briefcases <laughs> are popping open. Hey, Martha. Uh, I, uh, I didn't think you were going to be home at all. My friend Chuck's coming over. <laughs> Here, we'll turn up some sound. Paul, I'm cheating on you. No, it's it's all about like male and female relations, right? Like not getting along, like the bitchy woman, you know. 
Show him a little scan. Honey, I need this promotion. I'm going to have to <laughs> you to get that Hoover mouth on him and take him up in the back room. He's such a he's such a fairy. He's so gay. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. There's no there's nothing straight about yeah, now. Poland. <laughs> he's just such like he's just like he's got a tart tongue, you know? Yeah. It's hilarious. If I get this promotion, Martha, I'll be able to buy my own women's underwear. <laughs> I want to hear his jokes. Hold on. Here's his manly son. There's no way Paulin's gay sperm creates that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. giant Viking of a man. Pauline's son is blonde and six foot seven. Hey, Sven, that's my son, Sven. Oh, my fucking hippie hot son. <laughs> I don't want to hear your hippie you nonsense. Hear. You're making me you so know, you're hard, making, boy. <laughs> get away from me. Over, I can't stand you. Over, under on Paul Lynn sexually abusing that young man. Oh, oh I, I'm sure he made... I guess another thing about Paul I Lynn... I gave his tushy a peck every now and again. A, a, a big thing about Paul Lynn... Big thing about, Guess he was a real anti-Semite. Like he would get, he was a big drunk. He had a serious problem with I the model. I may be gay, but I'm not a Jew. You but, know? but but he would. I guess he would literally get drunk. And, you know something? My career would be going so much better if it wasn't for those damn Jews. Like he would bitch about oh, Jews. I great. guess like in the seventies. You know, he's on the Nixon tapes. He, he he would get. He was a he was a nasty drunk. He died of a heart attack in 1982. I you died know? of a broken heart. I remember. I remember. I remember when Paul Lynn died. I remember that. He wanted I, to marry Carl Reiner because he was he was just funny. Because <laughs> his whole like I don't know. I just he, he was on all these weird. Oh, like, my family shows. loved him. You know, draft day. This is the Kevin Costner. Uh, well, this movie. is the movie we watched last week with uh, with CJ on on Zoom. It's such a bad movie. You guys watched a movie together? Wait, wait, wait. It was a bunch <laughs> of folks. It was uh, Ridley and Acosta and other friends. We did yesterday too. I was ripped. Goddamn! Nice. I drank, I drank three gin and tonics, and I was just what fucking hammered. What movie did you guys watch? We were watching Major League Two. Oh, that's a solid sequel. one. Uh, I, I, Omar I like, Epps plays Willie Mays, yeah, Hayes, but yeah, not can, Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even look like him. I know. It's just a black <laughs> baseball player. Well, don't they kind of acknowledge that as a goof? Is that kind I don't of? No. I think they acknowledge that because and they because I guess. Wesley Sams didn't want to do it because he was doing action movies. He was turning, he was parlaying it into a bigger career. And that, they kind of take the piss out of him. They, they have a line early in the movie about that. He was parlaying that into bigger checks that he was not paying yeah. taxes on. Yeah, I know. And go and soon to go to prison. You well, know, <clears throat> they made an example out of him. Oh, absolutely. I think he offered to pay. Yeah, no, and yeah. they were like, "No, you, we need people to know that you you don't fuck with yeah. the fucking IRS." Yeah. Like you're him and Lauren Hill both offered to pay. Wow. And they were like, no, you did have Lauren to Hill get thrown in the slammer too? Like two years for tax evasion. Really? Yeah. You've got to fuck up hard. Uh, you know what that is too? It's also like, and I don't know enough about this, but it's where, where are you putting your money? What are you put? What are you putting your money into? Well, also for you know? Wesley Snipes, it was literally like 
it was for one of his first acting gigs. He owed like two hundred and fifty grand or something like that. Like something he could totally afford. Like he yeah. had, he had blade money. And yeah, they were, and they were like, "No, you got to go to jail." Like, yeah, I heard he hadn't paid taxes for like ten years, really, for like a long time. And and, and I think they'd probably give him fair warning, and they were just like, finally, like, "Well, no, we're going to put you down." You know, here, let's get loaded. Yeah, let's get a little man of shavits. <laughs> it's Tom Bosley. Oh hell it's Mr. yeah, Mr. Cunningham. Dude. Is this a crossover? No, no, no. This is before. Well, this is when he was. This is when he was just an actor. If you let me plug your wife. Oh, because his wife cooks like trash. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the joke. It's a double entendre. That was a big one of the day of like, this bitch can't cook for shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hanny Youngman. Remember when he's doing his jokes in Goodfellas, yeah. you know? Hey, so the doctor says, go to a place I've never been before. You know, you know, like, oh, go on a vacation. Go to a place I've never been before. Oh, how about the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, it was all like my, my wife, like bitching about your wife was a big That's thing. That's all it was. Yeah, it's really I mean, part of it. Take you know? her, please. <laughs> Take this fat, not cooking <laughs> bitch out of my house. I mean, Jackie Gleason's punchline was essentially, one day I'm going to punch, punch you. you in the face. Yeah, he was like a working Joe. Yeah. You want to go up in the attic? Look at that. That decor is so fucking like 73. Yeah, dude, fake brick. It's like 1973, Probably 72. plastic on that furniture. Yeah. That like, wood grain, like wood grains, earth tones, floral. earth tones became big in the seventies. Oranges and not just browns, floral, like like woods floral. Yeah, like yeah, curtains yeah. that have like vines on them and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I very much had a house like that growing up as a little kid. Very much. Like so. my grandma had floral pattern on her couch, but they were like. It almost looked like her couch was made of dandelions <laughs> where you're like, this is really gross. <laughs> yeah. And I know. then everybody smoked. So all the arms had like <sighs> cigarette gunk on Jesus them. Jesus Christ. So bad. I remember Cause you smoked inside. You know? Dude, I remember we washed the walls one time to paint. We had to paint the kitchen. Yeah. So we all washed the walls and we washed tobacco off the wall. Ugh. Like it, there was yeah. or, like it almost looked like. We got done washing the wall and we were like, we almost don't need to paint because like it seemed like the problem was that there was smoke all over the walls. Jesus Christ. Like my dad lived in the basement and he filled it with smoke. My grandpa smoked until he was like 60. He got throat cancer, so he quit. Yeah. But then all my aunts still smoked in the house. And then that's where we had all the holidays and it was everybody smoking in one room together. Like the smell of cigarette smoke does not bother me. Yeah. It's just ingrained in me. Yeah, yeah. People smoking inside. God, that's changed a lot the last twenty years. Like I would tell know? Todd when me and Todd Massey lived together, he would always go outside, and I would be like, "Dude, like Berger and David don't live here anymore. Like, yeah, you can smoke inside. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with it." Yeah. But then even our neighbor upstairs would hawk nose us. Yeah. Hey, you know, I smelled the cigarettes coming out through the vent. Yep. It is pungent. Oh. Once you're not around it for oh. a while, yeah, it's I terrible. feel like. Once the non-smoking thing kicked in and everybody forgot what it smells like, they yeah. they really realized how bad it is. Yeah. Because I remember when I was growing up, the smell of cigarettes was not an issue to anybody, even non-smokers. Like, I don't yeah. remember people at, like, the airport or, like, places being like, can you not smoke by me? Like, yeah. that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to. But yeah. 
No, you're right. No, you're absolutely, you're totally right. Yeah, it, it didn't, I mean, I remember when the bars in Chicago went to non-smoking. I mean, I've been going to the bars there for 15 years and they've been smoking. So that was probably 37 when it changed. Yeah. You know, and, and you know some. it's a good thing it changed. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing it changed. Even it, though it doesn't it, bother it, me, I do notice it. Like, yeah. I, I will admit it. Oh, I remember going out, you'd ruin your clothes. It's not a great you smell. Know? Oh, it does hang on your on your clothes. And I remember going out at night and, and going to bars in Wicker Park like in 93, 94, coming back and then taking that shower the next day and, and the smell of just smoke water coming off of your hair, you know, because it was just so fucking But you dirty. know what I do like is when a nice campfire sucks into your clothes. Well, that's a different, yeah, that's when a different thing. you wake up thing. the next morning and you got the smell of like, campfire. she hates it though because she... Oh, cigarette oh, smoke's no, I'm terrible. Saying, like, campfire, campfire smoke, smoke even. Oh. Cigarette smoke's terrible. Oh, but but campfire, campfire smoke, smoke, like that kind of smoke. There's something kind of woodsy about that. You'll throw you know, up, right? Yeah. Really? It's, that charcoal smell, you don't like it? It just started this past November. Because of the... That real big fire that yep. That's what it smelled like. The entire city smelled that way. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of like. I think of like cooking and making s'mores, and you know, like cooking food, and like you yeah. know, playing a harmonica. Well, that's the you thing. Know? My dad and my Mexican relatives and my dad used to light fires in the back all the time. Like the yeah. They, like there'd be they'd call the fire department. Because like God, you did well, grow up in like total like the fringe soft prairie like, white trash. It was just the suburbs, yeah. But it was one of the like you know when you just start a fire, how it smokes real bad. Yeah, like that's well, it won't almost kind of annoy us because the neighbors would call the cops, and we would be like, dude, it was smoky for two minutes. Yeah, like if you would have just relaxed for five minutes, like yep. it's fine now. Like you're you're making us put this fire out. Yep. It's fine. Well, there's too many idiots in the world. They don't know how to handle fire. They don't know how to d- deal with it. You know, there's too many morons, so they have to come down on it. Because you're, you're, you're play- you can't mess with fire. You can't play with it. I mean, you can I burn down to. an entire block. I remember I was a kid, and I, was, uh, I, was, I used to take a stick, and I would put it in the fire and get it, like, glowing hot, and I would wave it around like a sword. Yeah. And I remember I was doing that, and I hit my sister in the face, and I fucked her up. She still has a scar on her chin Whoa. from it. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's what happens. That's why you can't have fires open yeah. like that. Like, I'm well, going to no, go play around with you, it now. That's why you can't swing a fiery stick yeah. around. <laughs> but you, it's chicken or egg. See, those you know? are the moments that make your, your kid a good grown-up is... You don't eliminate bonfires because of that. Yeah. You just show your idiot kid that you don't stick. Yeah. If you stick a fucking a stick in a fire, you leave it. You don't put it in. Like even they would yeah. even say like it's okay if you light a stick on fire. Just don't wave it around like yeah. a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. parents now would just be like, you're never allowed around a fire ever again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, let the kid experience some things. Let him make a mistake. Uh, like, you have to, you have to get a bloody nose every once in a while. It has to happen. You got to skin your knee every once in a while. It's the only way you learn. You know. I mean, I, I have a sketch I want to work on. We got the Paul Lynn show still on. This is the third act. Hello. Oh, there we go. There was a little kiss. You were about halfway through. Yeah, a little smooth. She probably. Yep. It's the it's the worst part of my day is when I have to kiss that hag. Oh God, I got to put my lips on her. It feels so weird. He goes to that blonde guy. I think of you whenever I do it. 
Look at they have a fucking flat out bar. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that, that is well. That was a big seventies their... thing. I remember like yes. my grandparents didn't have money and they had a bar in their basement. Yeah, absolutely. That was like a 60s, 70s thing, like a status symbol thing. Uh, if I ever got my own house, like a true house, oh, I I'd have drink. a fucking bar. I don't drink and I have a bar. That's why I like standing <laughs> at that counter. It makes me feel like a bartender. <laughs> I know exactly. It's my own little cocktail moments. It, it, it's 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 fun, you know. My old man had a bar. You know, was it stocked up? Yeah. Did he draw lines on the bottle so you I didn't mean, drink no, it? No, 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 no. Not not when I was that age. When I was older, when he was, we had retired. Oh, why don't you bring all? Here your, we go. Bring, bring your man in, burly <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, father-in-law. Who's he married to? His daughter. Where's the daughter? Hi, kids. Just take your clothes off. Make yourself at home. Oh, that, that's the dude. Uh, uh, there's got to be some. Holy shit. This is probably like gay actors at that era. Like, you know what I mean? Like what they were acting at. He probably I mean? only casted gay people. Yeah, yeah. There's probably like some underlying closet. These thing. are all members of the club I'm at. I know, you know. Sure, he'd rather <laughs> dive right into my. Get him liquored up. Yeah, <laughs> his defenses will be down. That's Gordon Jump in yeah, WKRP in Cincinnati. I knew there'd be someone we'd know. Button her lip. Yeah. Women's lib. We're going to make jokes about things yeah. that are going on through a gay perspective. Suffrage. <laughs> yeah, women. I mean, I'm telling you, 70s, that, that, I mean, that's very These much. skirts shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> Doing that elbow. Oh, God. <laughs> Him getting bullied. Just this gay man getting bullied. Oh, 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 that that was the guy, Tom Bosley. Tom Bosley. Like, he's he's got a connection to Tom Bosley. Who was that? You know. Okay. They're trying to figure out if they're going to get a contract. Where's them dang goodies? He's going to come back. It's going to be Paul Lind on a tray with vegetables in his mouth. <laughs> All right, we're just going to go wear hard Wait, hats. He, he, just, he, just, he, got, he gets foiled there. Look at those sandwiches, dude. That is some fucking bo- baby boomer era luncheon right there. Yeah, yep. That, that's what I grew up on. Just fucking crustless sandwiches. Just bread. Bread, bologna, and iceberg lettuce. Yes, absolutely. With a little bit of government cheese. Iceberg lettuce is so bad. It's just water. You know, yeah. I get good lettuce. I make good salads. I make good salads. I ate a lot of stir fry. I ate stir fry today. Martha, Mm. set your distance. You know, I don't like being close. 
He's wearing everything on his body is tweed. Yep. <laughs> the tie. Oh, there he goes. What the fuck does that mean? Three Dog Night was a band back then. I know then. that, but like... Distempered? What, what does distempered mean? I don't know. Oh, because three dogs, because they're dogs. Oh. Distempered. I was into Three Dog Night. God, this is a certain time in the 70s. Doesn't Three Dog Night sing fucking... Uh, it's an old-fashioned love and song. What Coming goes down. up? Doo-doo must, must come, come down. down. Doo-doo. Spinning wheels round. And got to have a baby. <laughs> Doo-doo. They're kind of like early Chicago was a bit like Three Dog Night, you know? They, no, they also had like, uh, one is the loneliest yeah. number that you never knew. <laughs> there was a Three Dog Night joke. I love how he just has a picture of George, George Washington. Washington. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's authority, you know. He's Was this pre-Happy Days? Yeah, this is like the year before Happy Days. This is like 72, 73. This show didn't last long, right? No. I, I, look it up. I bet you it maybe had a two-year run, maybe. Maybe three. You know, he's trying to find out about the contract. Here's the description of this show. So it was on, yeah, first episode September 13, 72, final episode March 14, 73. Whoa, it was one year. One season. One fucking 6. year. 6.9 out of 10. I bet you that 6.9 is just because he was a closeted gay man and people feel bad for him. <laughs> Life gets hectic for the Sims family, consisting of patriarch and attorney Paul, wife Martha, and daughters Barbara and Sally. When Barbara's brilliant but quirky husband, Howie Dixon, comes to live in their home. So where's the daughters? They had, they had a, an opening sequence of the daughter okay. with, with the blonde guy. But she didn't have a line. He just got the contract. And this is also classic one set sitcom shit. Yeah. They're never outside. Yeah. It's always, it's like, they oh, got this to me is what my sitcom would be if I ever had one. A living room? <laughs> that's, that's what it would be. <laughs> Do you know what show I liked as a kid that I always reminded me of that? Because it was a living room and a, a kitchen was Mama's Family. Oh, yeah. That show was on all the time when I was a kid. That, that They knew their market. You know, there was like, that, that was like pre Larry the Cable Guy. It took me two years of watching it to, like, as I was watching it, I'm just like, that old lady looks not old. Yeah. And then, like, it finally took my dad to be like, no, Vicki Lawrence was actually, like, very attractive. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that was like a hot lady playing an old lady. Yeah, she was <laughs> she, she was one of the cast characters of the Carol Burnett Show. That, yeah. that was an offshoot of the Carol Burnett Show. Carol Burnett Show, first show that the only reason people think it's funny is because they laughed at their own jokes. Yeah. If you watch the Carol Burnett show, it's not good. It's not funny. I know. Carol I, Burnett is not fucking I remember funny. That show was on CBS. That that was a Saturday night show for like, I mean, 11 or 12 years. It's only because Tim it, Conway It was Rube, Rube comedy. And they break character and they laugh at their they laugh at each other. Like it's it's yeah. a it's a blooper reel. People yeah. love blooper reels. Yep. 
Like it's not good. It's it's, Jim, Shatter, it's the same that? Jimmy Fallon shit. How Jimmy Fallon would just laugh yeah. during sketch, and people are like, "Oh, this is a great sketch." Like, no, Jimmy Fallon can't hold fucking character. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, people always—that's the hipsters. They're like, "Dude, Carol Burnett is like my inspiration." Well, your inspiration was garbage. Yeah, because Carol Burnett's <laughs> not. I get she's a pioneer or whatever yeah. the fuck. Like, yeah, that's dope that she was one of the first women to have a show, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that show being on. I, I, Mr. Tudball and like, uh, there's a couple characters on she, there. Uh, like Tim what's Conway. funny about her screaming like Tarzan? I know. Why uh, is that funny? Yeah, I know. I, it's literally just she stands there because she's just being goofy <gasps> you know she's being I even silly think that now I watch some sketch shows and I'm like there's nothing fundamentally funny about this yeah well it's funny when Saturday Night Live first came on then when they would write sketches and it wasn't quite up to snuff they're like it's too Carol Burnett like that was one of the knocks they had really because Carol Burnett was like wasn't deemed that good really even though it was a popular show like it wasn't a hip show it was like old know? person like like you know, simpletons like the Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you know we, we, they had, when they had to punch it up a little bit with their sketches because Saturday Night Live sketches were very risque for their time. Dude, you know? I remember I got the first season of SNL on box set, and one of the sketches is Richard Pryor and fucking uh, Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. It's like I'm gonna say some words, and I want you to yeah. see how you react. And he's yeah. just like he says like honky. Yeah, Peckerwood. <laughs> yeah, and then he and then no, he he says he and builds then up to nigger, and then he yeah. says the n word. He says hard n word. Yeah, and he just goes honky honky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes dead honky. That's what he well, said. yeah, <laughs> dead honky because he says first he goes, "What do you think of these words?" He was just like spick jigaboo, and then he yeah, says yeah. the n word, <laughs> yeah. and then he goes dead honky. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was his response. I know, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it was uh, you know, it was definitely a, a risque show, and even the Dan Aykroyd character where he would be like. He would show art and be like, "This is a picture of three brides sitting on a couch." <laughs> e Buzz Miller's art world. I loved, I loved that. it. It was hilarious. That was hilarious. You know, he's showing like, "Hey, right here, we got a titty," and right here, look, he's like pointing at like, yeah. like uh, E Buzz <laughs> Miller's uh, Wild Kingdom, and it was just, it was like like insect and animal sex shows, and like, and like Lorraine Newman was like, "She'll be dancing at the Paradise Lounge." And that's even <laughs> another thing where I even have to put my own criticism on it. Where like, that's just that the only fundamentally reason that's funny. And this is probably why people love Carol Burnett because it's only funny because he's got that accent. He does a Chicago thing, you know? Exactly. Oh, he's perfect. Got three. He I like the, pr- he's perfect got the, scumbag. Also, the guy that sells dangerous toys where it's, you know, it's a bag of glass, you know? It's just a, it's a bag. It's got sharp glass in it. Exactly. Sold, sold $25,000. Exactly. You know, it's popular, most popular toy in the line, yeah? He always played, like, that, that theme of, like, the scumbag character yeah. was always a theme. Like, I, I thought Farrell could do that somewhat, too. Uh, uh, Phil Hartman had that in him also. Yeah. But but Ackroyd was perfect. He played the perfect scumbag character. I thought it was hilarious. So, like selling those toys, it was called Johnny Human Torch. It was just oily rags and some matches. <laughs> and it was also, it was like, hey, hey, you know, we're trying to tap into a, hey, you heard of the movie Star Wars, Miss Curtain? Like they had, they had, they had like, uh, like a, a uniform you were wearing was just black. It was also, called- another thing that made those... SNL sketches pop was they were all under two minutes long. Oh yeah, I mean they gleaned it down to its essence. It was like you know, like two, you, three minutes. Well, an, yeah. an hour. The show was an hour long. It was like fifty sketches. Like it was a bunch of stuff. They, I think it was it always an hour and a half. No, I think they I added. It was an, toward, I think yeah. it was, I th- at first I think it was an hour. Yeah, you know, and that's why it should just be an hour because because well, you could do good also, stuff. Also, what people don't and know, and because the name even got changed. At first, the show was just called Saturday Night. Yeah. And it was live. 
So when they would do the intro, they would say, it's Saturday night live. Yeah. Because that's why the intro is live from New York. Yeah. It's Saturday night yeah. because the show was just called Saturday night. Yep. And if you look at those early intros, it wouldn't say SNL. Yeah, it you always just say Saturday, Saturday night. night. Exactly. Because Fridays was the, was the well, other Fridays show. Well, Fridays tried to compete, but that was after. It was more late. Seven. But I David? always found that interesting that like, oh, the show's not really called Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's just something that was adopted later because yep. it Absolutely. popped a little more. Absolutely. It, it, it blended together, you know, yeah. it worked. I mean, that, that, that's a staple to this day, you know. But it, when it first came on, that was a cutting edge show. Cutting edge. So good. Also, I liked, and they don't really say this yet, but I always thought it was baller that they, the not ready for primetime players, they always called them that. Yes. You know, and that, I mean, that, that show shot to the moon, man. I mean, that was shot to the moon. It was a hit. That, that show was a hit. It must have been pretty. Was that kind of like Ari? How you said if you listened to REM, you were cool. Were like if if you were an SNL fan, yeah, like Saturday you were like, oh, this fan, kid, yeah. this guy's cool. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He that, stays up and watches Saturday Night Live. And if you stayed up late enough, you'd watch yeah. SCTV after that with like yeah. you know John Candy and stuff. And I remember like getting into weird like you know it's 1 a.m on the east coast like i'm just trying to watch it but like falling asleep you that know that seems interesting too that even on the weekends parents would you like your parents wouldn't let you stay up late like i remember no. in the 90s if you didn't have to go to school the next day you were left alone yeah like if once they would shut that door and it was just like yeah. we're gonna tell you to go to bed and then shut this door and then we're just we're done with you yeah like no, it, it, it was, I mean, it just, I also just fell asleep because I was used to going to sleep at an yeah. earlier hour. I, I couldn't stay up that late. Like I, I physically couldn't do it. It was big. So <clears throat> when I was a kid in elementary school, and this is kind of when I started getting into sports, when it became an impediment to me, my mom used to always make me go to bed at 8 p.m. Mm. when I was in like first through fourth grade. Yeah. It was like, and I used to hate it. Like I remember it sometimes like when the time changes, sometimes it's still, it's not dark yet at eight yeah, o'clock. Yeah, exactly. And my mom would be like, all right, it's time for bed. And I would just be like, God damn, dude, I hated yeah. it. And then I remember she changed my bedtime to nine 30. And I remember being so excited because back then Monday night football started at eight o'clock. Yes. You could watch the first half. I could half. watch the first half of Monday Night Football, and I remember that like changing my life. Yeah, of course. Of like, oh, my God, I could stay up. And it was like right now an hour and a half blows by. Yeah. But then, dude, when I – I mean, watching Monday Night Football as a kid, if the Vikings were on Monday Night Football, I was – like I couldn't concentrate at school that day. That Monday I just couldn't work because I was thinking about the football game. See, also I was at more of an advantage than you because – I could watch bear games every week anyway. Well, exactly. Because it was on TV. Yeah, I, I live in the local, D.C. area. Yeah. And, and I would see Redskin like, games. Yeah, I, or God, like I fucking hate early on Baltimore Colt games. Sometimes you get a, you get a Colt game too. You would. You get a Baltimore Colt game. Uh, but but I, I, I would see maybe two Viking games, and maybe then, three a year. And then I bet you if the Redskins weren't on, it was the Giants or some shit, like a New York Oh, it was, it was, it was Philly. You yeah. know, it, it was an East Coast game. I mean, that's what you, you do. And you occasionally got like a, like a Cleveland Brown game. Even out here AFC. in L.A., I've noticed if none of the West Coast, like if there's a late, if the Rams or the Chargers are playing at three uh, or two or whatever the late time is out yeah. here. Yeah, one. <clears throat> they the farthest Midwest they go is uh, Kansas City. No, well, or they they'll never play the Bears. They'll play the Lions before yeah. they play the Bears. For it's some crazy. reason, L.A. does not fuck with Chicago. Well, it's probably a, a market thing, you know. It's probably a deal. Because one cut. day I turned on, I was like, oh, the Rams or Chargers aren't on. Maybe maybe Fox is playing the Bears game, and it was like 
the lions and the fucking <laughs> colts, and I'm just like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. look at this hunk, dude. Fucking dude, now Paulin's about to come in. <laughs> is that a bong on the fucking floor? <laughs> that looks like it, uh, uh, right there, that green thing? Yeah. It, it's, it's on like a stand. A bong it's, it's on a stand. On table. Absolutely, that's a bong. And you could tell he's intelligent because he has like African artifacts sitting on his fucking dresser and shit. Yeah, like they put yeah. that in. Well, the, 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 He's a rube, but he's got a brain. Uh-oh. My God, what just happened? <laughs> I'm wearing a war helmet. That's how it ends. I got this from my Nazi uncle. <laughs> Man. What's All right. That? Well, that that was a... Uh, Next lots of... It's Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Look at Dom DeLuise when he was like skinnier. Oh, but yeah. It is. Dom DeLuise also, I think, on the other team. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because Burt Reynolds is a big fan of him, you know? We watched A Few Good Men the other day. You did? Because when you said he's on the other team, I thought of Tom Cruise immediately. Because <laughs> I always think of when Tom Cruise and that girl kiss in Top Gun, and you were like, those are two people that have never kissed. <laughs> well, like, yeah. These are two gay people <laughs> making yeah, it. Making it out. looks kind of awkward. What the fuck is lots of luck? I don't know, man. All right, are we done? Yeah, I got to I gotta wind it All down, right. man. All right, thanks for listening, Thank guys. Good I, hope, I hope we did kept your quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> that was a wild one, but it was good. All right, see ya. <laughs>